And I want you to hang on to sort of the repeating lyric of that, yes I will, because that's exactly the right response to God's plan for your life. Like whatever your destiny is, whatever you were created for, you will get there if you're willing to say, okay God, you've asked me to it, yes I will. You want me for it, yes I will. If it's, uh, you're going to stay right where you are. Ah, kind of stuck in the mud. But yes, I will. Now, do you have to know all the details? Nope. Do you have to know what it's going to cost you? Nope. Do you have to know how hard it's going to be? Nope. Do you have to have it happen immediately? Nope. All you need is a yes. You want to find God's destiny for your life? What you need is a yes. If I want God's destiny, I need a yes. Let's say it. If I want God's destiny, I need I need a yes. But life's hard. How many of you would agree with that? Like things can get complicated, things can get chaotic, things can get stressful. What do we do then? We have to know that in our yes, God helps. Like he's not going to call you to anything that you can do alone. Your destiny is bigger than that. God's plan for your life is bigger than that. If you can do it alone, guess what you don't need? God so God's like, why would I invite someone into something where they could leave me behind? So God invites us into a future where He is required. Does this make sense to you? Because He wants a, Does this make sense to you? Because He wants a relationship with you. And so He invites us to partner with Him on things that are bigger than us. Now I want you to look at a promise. It's the first thing on your outline if you have it in front of you. This is such a big, big, big verse of Scripture. And while you're looking there, it's going to be Psalm 146 verse 8. I need to give a shout out to 91-year-old Joanne Blahu, whose birthday is today. And she's a listener online, 91 years old. So welcome, uh, welcome Joanne. Here's the scripture, the Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. It didn't say those who are overweight. Yeah, that would have been an ugly, we wouldn't have liked that verse in the Bible. But those who are weighed down. Now, look at that phrase, weighed down. That is general enough to include all the things that are heavy in our life. All the worries or stresses or burdens. It's general enough, it includes it all. But it's specific enough to also include your secret worries. You know those things that you're stressed about that you really don't talk about? Those things that are on your heart and maybe nobody else or very few other people know? That burden you carry, that worry you carry, that weight you carry. Like when it says those who are weighed down, it's general for all of us, it's specific for you. Here's what I do know. We can all use the Lord's help to carry the heavy parts of life. I used to lead teams to some of the most remote parts of the world to share the love of God and the message of Jesus and we would carry supplies to these faraway places. I've been uh, to the Andes Mountains in Peru. I've been to the Himalayas. I mean, we would do these hiking trips and we would carry supplies in and then we'd hope for a chance to introduce people to the life that Jesus offers. And it was just such an exciting time and I was much younger then and it was, uh, it was very cool. The hardest part of it was the backpack. We'd start with 60 pounds. Now, 60 pounds doesn't seem like a lot. Like if you had to lift 60 pounds off the floor right now, most of you could probably do that. But it's not just the lifting, it's the carrying, and then it's the walking with it. And then we were in a mountain terrain, so there's always incline. And even going downhill is hard with weight on your back. I mean, that weight wears you down 
over time. Now, the good news is a lot of the weight that was in our backpack was supplies that we would give to people in the places where we went. So like on one occasion, we were looking for Tibetan yak shepherds. Yes, yakety yak, don't talk back. We were looking for those guys. They wrote the song, I think. I don't know, not sure. But they are, they're nomadic. They just wander the mountains. And so we had to go looking for them in the Himalayas. And when we got to them, we had these supplies for them. And the nicer thing is, after we'd find a little encampment of yak shepherds and we'd give them their supplies, we're on to the next encampment. We'd give some more supplies. Every time we met people in our target group, we gave things away. And guess what? Our backpack got lighter. Like it was in the giving that the burden was eased. It was in the giving that the journey got a little easier. We were glad to give our stuff away because it lightened the load. What we do sometimes, here's what we do with God. God, here's my burden. Right? Take it. And then the next day we say, I'll take it back. Here's my worry, you handle it, and maybe for a minute we feel lighter, but then we go back and say, you know, I'm sure you're busy with, you know, I'll take it back. No, it's in the giving away that God lifts our burdens. This life of faith requires this secret. You have to know when God invites you into the life of faith, when it gets hard, you're going to want His help. And the beautiful thing about that first promise is that God promises to help. Let's jump into this life of faith. So our example for today is a man named Abraham. I mean, you didn't have to even grow up in church or, you know, in a, any kind of religious setting to, to maybe, in our culture somewhere, heard about Abraham, children of Abraham, this historical figure in ancient Hebrew culture named Abraham. Abraham, you might not know this, is called the father of faith. Like, I would say OG faith. Like, this is the guy, like, if you go all the way back as far as you can, give me an example of somebody who lived this life of faith. All of the Bible says, well, going all the way back, let's start with Abraham. Matter of fact, in the Christian scriptures, like, fast forward to the first century, in the Christian scriptures, there's a book in the Christian scriptures called Hebrews, and in Hebrews chapter 11, there's, it's called the Hall of Fame of Faith. And there's a list of all of these men and women who lived by faith. And guess who gets the most ink? Guess who gets the most press? Guess who gets the most attention? Abraham. Because he was the father of faith. Like he's a shining example of faith. So from his life, we're going to learn how to do this today. You ready to jump in? Okay, here's the first thing. Faith steps out. Faith steps out. Faith begins by stepping out of the fears within you that might be keeping you right where you are. It, it might be fear that's keeping you from the life God created you to live. The plan God has for you, the purpose God has for you, will require a step of faith. Let's look at the example from Abraham's life. Here it is, by faith. This is how he did it. Like, this is the setup. By faith. When he was called to go to a place... He would later receive as an inheritance. He obeyed and went. Look at this phrase. Even though he did not know where he was going. That almost sounds like a, a verse in the Bible about confusion. Oh, I don't know where I'm going. That's not what it is. God had the place. Abraham knew there was a specific destination. What Abraham knew is God just hadn't given it to him yet. It was out there. It was real. He was to move toward it. But he didn't know all the details yet, but he went 
without knowing everything about it. Now, give you some context. Abraham had been living with his family. He was very successful doing what he was doing. He's going to have the family business. Life is good. He's comfortable. Lots and lots of things are moving in his direction, going for him. And God says in the middle of this very good life, Abraham, I'm going to be a disruptor. And I want you to move. Now, Abraham might have said, you know what? We were looking at a house on the other side of town. I mean, Sherwood would be nice. I was looking at some places over there. Like, yeah, if you need me, you know, move up, move nice. I, yeah, I, we've been thinking about that. That's good. Cool. guy's like, oh, no, 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 no. I want you to move to a place called Canaan. Now, let's keep in the context here. No one that Abraham ever had known had ever lived in Canaan. Abraham had never met a person. Who had ever lived in Canaan? Abraham had never himself been to Canaan. He didn't even know how to get to Canaan. What he knew is God had asked him to go to this foreign, strange place that he had no knowledge about. Didn't know how he was going to get there. Didn't know how long it was going to take him to get there. Didn't know what it would be like once he got there. He didn't know if he would survive once he got there. He just knew that God was saying, I want you to go from where you are, the known world, no faith required in the known world, and I need you to go to the unknown. Like when God asks us to do something that we don't feel, you know, proficient about, conversant in, expert in, all of a sudden we get a little nervous. That's exactly where faith kicks in because now we need God. Do you hear this? That's why, like, it's the first step. We've got to take the step toward this life of faith. The Scripture says he obeyed even though he did not know where he was going. How many control freak? No, that's not a nice word. How many... How many people are really over planners? Like if you're going on a trip, you want to know how to get there, how long it take to get there, what to pack. Once you get there, you're going to pack extra just in case. I mean, you're like detailed. You got it laid out. We, how many of you pack and travel like that? Yes, my wife. And how many others? Yeah, right? This would drive you crazy because it's like, well, is it going to be hot weather or cold weather? You know, I mean, it's like, it's like the woman came home and told her husband, I won the lottery. He said, great. She said, yeah. She said, uh, uh, I'm going on a trip. And he says, oh, great. And he starts heading for his closet to pack. He said, should I pack for hot weather or cold weather? She said, I don't care. Just be gone by 3 o'clock. I mean, it's just like... <laughs> Most of us want to know the details. Where are we going? What's it going to be like? Abraham didn't know any of that. Didn't know any of that. Listen, here's a big point. God is always calling us to the unknown new. God is always calling us to the unknown new. This is a huge part of your life with God. Like he's always got you right on the edge, maybe even a step over your comfort zone. There's a little scripture in the Christian New Testament. Here's what it says. Jesus described trying to pour new wine in an old wineskin. Look at the last book of the Bible, Revelation 21. It describes a new heaven and a new earth. Look how many times the word new is shown. Ezekiel 36. God says he'll give us a new heart and a new spirit. 2 Corinthians 5. We are called a new creation. It should never surprise us that God wants to do something new. Because this idea of new is all through the Scriptures. New, new, 
new, new. What's most surprising is that God wants something new for you, too. Oh yeah, somebody else's life. Oh yeah, stories in the Bible. I'm glad God did that way back then. God's doing it right now, and He wants it for you. It's not for a special few. He wants it for everybody. That next new. Listen, we're created to do the new. Your destiny will be found in the new. The way that you level up in your life is to step into the new. Comfortable complacency is not the way to find your destiny. It's not the way to enter into God's plan for your life. It is not the way to to get where God wants you to be. You're going to have to take a step. At some point, you're going to have to take a step toward the new unknown, that new assignment, that new season, that next thing. Now, let me share a key to all this. You don't need to see the whole plan to take the first steps. You do not need to see the whole. Why why is it wise of God to not let us see the whole journey? We'd be terrified. We'd stop. It'd be like telling a five-year-old who's going to kindergarten for the first day, let me tell you about what it's like to get your PhD. They'd never go to school again. They'd be, you know, fetal position, thumb in their mouth. Like they'd never get out of kindergarten because of the fear of what's required. But you don't have to do all that until you get there. Does this make sense? Like guys, take this, this step. That's all you need to know right now. Take this step. So here's the point. Take steps of faith. Take steps of faith. In other words, check this out. If you only do what you can do, you'll only get what you can get. However, if you do what you and God together can do, guess what you'll get? All that you and God together can get. Abraham trusted God who knew more about life than he did. Abraham didn't know where he was going, but God knew where Abraham was going. And what God knew more than made up for what Abraham didn't know. This life of faith, listen. It's going to challenge us. This life of faith is going to make us feel at times I don't have what it takes. This is not meant for me. Like if you never feel that, you're probably not heading toward the new. The faith life is out of where you feel comfortable, where you feel safe, where it all feels known, and you take a step to the unknown new. So part of this, you have to take a step. You have to take a step. Now, here's the other part of it. Faith also stays the course. Faith steps out, and then faith also stays the course. So, Abraham, listen, he didn't dawdle. He gathered up his family, gathered up his possessions, packed his bags, got stuff stacked on camels, and just headed in the direction God sent him, not knowing where he was going to finally end up. Canaan, what is that? Where is that? How will I get there? He just starts moving. And immediately when he gets there, life got hard. Well, this sure isn't like back home. We're living in unknown conditions, primitive conditions. I don't have the infrastructure I used to have. I don't have the network I used to have. I don't have the resources I used to have. I'm in this unknown place, and it's hard. God, if this is the promised land, I wish you'd break your promise. I mean, that's how Abraham was feeling about it. But look at this. By faith, he made his home. Now, this is important. Made his home. You know what that means? That phrase, made his home? He unpacked. 
He started putting down roots. He started settling in. Like, I'm not just here like, God, okay, okay, I did it. Now can I go home? Okay, God, look, toe in the water. Now can I go back to what I know? No, he went and he prepared to stay in the promised land like a stranger living in a foreign country. Why? Because he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. Now that's a verse about heaven. He's like, because of, because of what I believe is ahead of me, all of this hard that I'm facing now, I'll get through it because I can see beyond it. How do you get through your hard now? You have to be able to see beyond it. Like, if all I focus on is this, then I'm just blinded by the problems right in my face. No, I just tap those down so I can look over them. And because of what he knew, he knew by faith something better was coming. It helped him endure the hard. Here's the point. Living by faith is not just getting to the new place or becoming a new person or doing a new thing. Faith is learning how to live. You take the step and then you stay the course. Abraham moved to this new place and almost immediately, almost immediately, it got hard. He had two categories of problems. First of all, there was a famine. So, you know, he, he was living fat and sassy back home. Now he's in this new place. Crops won't even grow. There's not even enough food for everybody. And then he encountered the dreaded Canaanites. He's going to Canaan, and now he's meeting the people who live there, and they weren't nice. Here's what those problems mean. Famine represents not enough resources. Sources. And the Canaanites represent difficult and challenging people. How many of you would say a big percentage of the problems you've ever had in life has been related to lack of resources or mean and nasty people? <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, yeah, yeah, ministry would be great if it wasn't for people. I mean, it's just like, it's just like wow, that really kind of captures it. If you're going to do something new, go on a faith journey, you're going to face resource challenges. And you're going to face people challenges all along the way. God, I'm stepping out into faith. But wait a minute, there's not enough resources. God, I'm stepping out into faith. Wait a minute, people aren't, people aren't being nice. People aren't being cooperative. People aren't being helpful. There's too many obstacles, too many problems. I don't think I'm going to make it. Listen, this is why we need God. So you take this step because God wants you to be in a place where you need Him. Guess what? The problems just continue to remind us that we need God. This is how your faith grows. Faith doesn't grow in the easy. Faith grows in the difficult. And this is the kind of faith that God wants to put in your heart. It's the kind of faith that God wants to put into your future. See, the truth of the matter is this. Some of us are old enough to know this. Some of you are learning it. You're going to have problems no matter what you choose in life. Hey, you choose to stay put. I'm not going to do what God says. You're going to have problems there. I'm going to play small. Like if I just play small, you know, nobody will notice, nobody will see. I'll just kind of muddle through life. You can play small, but guess what? There are problems that come with playing small. I'm just going to keep it safe, just keep it safe, just only do what I know I can do, just only accomplish, you know, I'm only going to try what I know I'm already proficient at, nothing new in my life. There are problems living with complacency. And then there are problems that you'll encounter when you live by faith. But faith is the adventure. And faith is where you're walking with God. 
And faith is where you're approaching what God created you to do with your life. Faith is how you find your destiny. So let me ask you a question. You can have problems. Like this is going to be hard if you play small. And there's hard in the great adventure. So choose your heart. Choose your heart. They're both hard. Only one has a huge payoff. You have a God-centered life. You're living by faith. It's pleasing the Lord. You're experiencing all that you were created to experience. Faith means you step, and faith means you stay the course. Happens in marriage. Get married. Everything's wonderful. Everything's lovely. You took the step, but guess what you have to do now? Stay the course. You know, a couple has a baby. Oh, it's just so, we prayed for this baby. It's just great. And then there's blowout diapers. You stay, you stay the course. I remember my, my firstborn, she had this little dress. We called it her poo-poo dress because every time, every time, didn't matter. Every time she put it on, boom, I mean, it was awful. It was just like, what is it about this dress? We've kept it. It's still in a box somewhere. Like, because it was like a, this magic dress, you know? It's like when I've had a little, I just rub it on my, it's like, maybe it'll help. I, I don't know. It's like, man, but that's, what, is it, not everything's easy about marriage. You stay the course. Not everything's easy about parenting. You stay the course. You start the new business. Dreams are massive. Excitement is high. And then the two problems, resources and people. It's like, this is hard. And what do you do? You stay the course. You stay the course. You have to know the life of faith is taking a step and then you have to what? I'll start over. (laughs) Take a step and then and then you stay the course because life is going to have challenges. Look at this next verse. Abraham did this because he was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God, because he could see what he'd never seen before, but he knew it was there, even though he couldn't see it, he knew it was there, that is faith. Faith is seeing in your mind and then believing in your heart and feeling it in your emotions that something is real before you see it. That's how Abraham got through. It's what he could see, what he believed, what he felt, and it's how he got through it. Here's the statement. Faith is knowing something is real before all the evidence is in. When you're going through problems, when you're going through drudgery, when you're barely making it through life, how do you keep having faith? It's based on what you know. It's what you know in your heart. Can't can't prove it. not, Not enough evidence to show you. Faith is believing without the evidence. I just know it. I know it in my heart. I know it in my mind. Listen, listen. This is how you get past the rejections. This is how you get past the setbacks. This is how you get past the obstacles. When life gives you a no, hang on to your knowing. I, I live with this knowing. This is what God wants me to do. I live with this knowing this is where God wanted me to go. I live with this knowing this is a difficulty, but I know God is with me. So the no doesn't affect my knowing. That was worth the price of admission today. Because that's a powerful principle that will help you keep moving. Okay, let's review. You step into the future. 
You stay the course and then what? Say it with me. Faith succeeds. One of God's promises to Abraham was that he would bless Abraham with more descendants than the number of stars in the sky, than the number of grains of sand on all the beaches in the world. But the problem with that promise is that God made that promise to a man who was already old. And he was a man who didn't have any kids. So he's kind of past the child-rearing, child-bearing age. And God says, my blessing for you is going to be all these descendants. And I think it left Abraham scratching his head a little bit. Like, how exactly will this all work? Went home and told his wife, Sarah. The Bible says she laughed at him. She laughed at him. Because it just didn't seem to make sense. But this was the promise. Now, there old and 25 more years pass before they have a baby. Abraham is a hundred when his son Isaac is born. Sarah is 90. Like this was a miracle, flat out miracle. Only God could do that. But God had promised descendants and then lots of descendants. Look at this story. By faith, there it is again, by faith, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because God considered him faithful. See, faith succeeds. Faith succeeds. Say it with me. Faith succeeds. So from this one man came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, as countless as the grains of sand on all the seashores. This is an incredible story about the success of faith. But I have a question. How did Abraham become this kind of faithful man like listen I talk to a lot of people and when I talk to them about faith they think faith is just this like easy path that some people take and everything they do is just blessed and you know they they wake up with a perpetual smile on their face listen a perpetual smile is not faith that's a selfie (laughs) those who have walked the journey of faith have walked through struggle faith always comes through struggle Faith always comes through struggle. This is how Abraham built faith because he had hard parts of his life. You look at his life and say, oh, look how blessed he was. Look how easy that must have been. No, no, no. The backstory of any success, the backstory of any success, those men and women can sit down with you and say, oh, I know it looks like, oh, yeah, top of the world now, but let me tell you about the climb. Let me tell you about the journey. Let me tell you about the struggle. Because faith is always built by struggle. So, if you're struggling, this is good. Because there's the opportunity to live by faith. It's the kind of faith God wants in your life. That when life is hard, when life hurts, your faith is growing. Faith that has never struggled to believe is weak faith. Faith that has never doubted is weak faith. Faith that's never been tempted to turn back and quit, that's not deep faith. It's it's in the rigors of do I turn back, do I go forward? Do, Do I believe when I don't feel it? Do I continue when I don't see it? Like, that's how faith is built. Let me ask you a question. You ever given up on faith? Like, has there ever been a time in your life when you gave up on an attempt to live a new life or to reach a new level just because it got hard or just because you didn't believe that you could do it or because you didn't believe you deserved it or 
that you believe that kind of life happened for other people but couldn't happen for you? And you were tempted to settle back into comfortable complacency, cruising in the safe lane, settling for less when you know you've been made for more? If I could tell you one thing as your pastor who loves you and I want you to live God's best life for you, if I could tell you one thing that I have done wrong in the past, don't settle for less. And don't settle for safe. That's not where we find God. That's not where we build faith. Abraham had a good life. He had a good wife. He had a good place to live. He had a predictable and safe routine. But his heart was open for more. So look at him. Look at him. He knew he was made for more. So he steps out, stays the course, and succeeded bigger than he could even imagine. Here's the conversation between God and Abraham. God takes Abraham outside and he says, look up at the sky. Count the stars, if indeed you can count them. So shall your offspring be. Today God is saying to you, I want you to lift up your eyes. I want you to look at the stars. I want you to look at the points of light of what I'm going to accomplish in your life. And God says, I want you to remember that when it's heavy, I will come underneath it with you and help you carry on. God says, I want you to remember how I've worked in your life in the past and I will work in your life now. Yes, the struggle is real, God says, but your future is also real. God says, look what I want to do. I want you to visualize what God wants you to do. Some of you have said for a long, long time, I was made for more. I was made for more. But you didn't know what to do. You take a step. You don't have to know the whole plan. Take a step, knowing that God will meet you there. You take another step, guess what? There's God and He's kind of excited. Take another step. Then when you start into what He has for you and the resource challenge, the people challenge, the problems that come, you stay the course. Because right on the other side of the challenge is the success. I mean, this is the process of the life of faith. Now, let's say one more thing and then I'm done. Kind of done. Close to done. I might not be done. You don't have to be perfect to live this life. That's a relief. How many of you know someone who's not perfect? I want you to point to your left and I want you to point to your right because there they are. They're here today. Like no perfect people allowed. You do not have to be perfect to please God. You do have to have faith to please God. You trust Him. You see it. You believe it. You feel it. You act on it as if it already is. That's the life of faith. Let's pray together. Right now, I want this time to just kind of be personal and private. So maybe just bow your head and just kind of, you know, focus for a second just on you and God. 
Because I want you to express to God your own desire to live by faith. Just say to God right now, not out loud, just in your heart, just say to God, God, I want to step out in faith. I want to take the next step. I'll keep my eyes on you so that I'm not worried about the future. Forgive me for being so comfortable in my complacency. But I was made for more. So God, I want to step. And I want to stay the course, even when it gets hard. And I want to do it with your energy and strength because I need you as my partner, as my leader. I want to do it by faith. And Lord, I will trust in a successful outcome because of the step and the staying with you. God, you keep your promises and I'm trusting you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.